When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> All right. If you missed any of our interviews with Nafisa Collier and Jarrett Culver, then they will be in actually our Raised by Wolves feed. We have a Raised by Wolves. That's our basketball podcast so make sure you go check that out if you are looking for strictly football which is fine then uh, go to iTunes and uh, type in Purple Daily we are on 2 to 4 every single day give us that uh, rating there 5 stars if you can yeah that's the goal unless Myron said something that upset you then it's fine yeah uh, I probably did uh, alright so Myron you, you said you wanted uh, you had something you wanted to bring up here yeah I did because I, I, with, with Judd uh, Andrew Luck and the culture and the situation that I think everyone should be paying attention to. Andrew Luck last year, coming off an injury, hadn't played nearly two years, has one of his best seasons statistically. Coming into this year, he had an ankle thing, and then it was a calf thing. No one really knows, but he's probably not going to be available to start the season. And the question becomes, if you are the Colts, and any team in this position, where you've got this star talent who can't stay healthy in what should be the prime of his career, if you're the Colts, how do you approach next offseason in this situation where you go, if this happens again, what are we going to do with an Andrew Luck who just can't seem to stay healthy? Can I start by saying that this one in particular makes me incredibly sad as a sports fan. Yes, it is. I totally like, agree. like this is this is one, and this is where you know pe- people are like, "Well, it doesn't involve the Vikings or your team. Who cares?" But I care. Yeah. I'm a sports fan. I think this guy has generational talent, yep. and the fact that he can't get on the field consistently as a sports fan makes me very sad. But if you're the Colts and you're going to go through this again in 2019. This is a tough league where careers aren't long, and uh, I think you've got to at least explore finding, and it might be percent, I don't know, but you've got to explore finding his replacement. And and I think starting in 2020, if this goes on all year, okay, so not like four games, but if this is an all-year problem or something else comes up, um, I still want him to start. I'm not replacing him, but I also have to take that next step of being realistic and saying to myself, I need to have a backup plan that is a starting plan. And so I'm not giving up. I'm not moving on. But I am prepared to fully functionally go into 2020 and say, man, it's really sad, but it didn't work, as opposed to saying just wait till he's back. But in some ways, guys, I would compare this, and the talents probably aren't the exact same because luck is so damn good. But in some ways, it's what the Twins face with Buxton. Yeah. At some point yeah. in time, you've got to say, we still want you. We still value you. We still think if you are 100%, you bring talent that most human beings can't. Yep. But we have to have a plan that no longer relies upon you. 
You know what comes to mind for me is Drew Brees a little bit where it was the shoulder injury and it looked like, boy, this guy's career might be over. And then he goes to New Orleans and turns out to be one of the great all-time quarterbacks. And and that's where if I were the Colts, I would just keep letting it play out. I couldn't – I just – what would – I mean, the, the Chargers got lucky with Phillip Rivers that he sure, also yeah, turned sure. out to be great. But if I'm one of those teams, this quarterback, having him, is so valuable to me. Oh, he's amazing. Even if I have to deal with this, yeah. I, I'm just going to stick with it because quarterbacks play till they're 40 years old in the NFL now, and he's one of the few people on this planet. Yeah. Like Whoever you're going to replace him with, 99.9% sure. chance not as good. So I'm just going to ride it out and see what happens because otherwise you're replacing him with somebody who has almost no chance to be as good as Andrew Luck. It's got to be a starting talent, though. Yeah. Like, you can't be like, here's the backup again, and that's fine. Exactly. But you pay him. But but to your point, though, at some point in time, the physical injuries and ailments are going to take their toll. Yeah. Where where I'm afraid the he can play till he's 40 plan might be gone because – Think about this, and and we're talking about you know his body breaking down. Yeah. So so I grow concerned. I'm with you. I'm giving this every chance to play out, mm-hmm. but it almost in my mind has to be a two track plan. The, the luck plan, which if I can stay on that track, is awesome. You and want I definitely to. will do. I will do that. But the second track is I have a very capable replacement. Yeah. Because my team's going to be good enough. I can't just say okay, Brissett's now gone, and I've got a backup quarter. A, Journeyman backup quarterback because yeah, yeah. that's not going to work either. You don't, you don't want that for sure. I get concerned with any quarterback if you're telling me he can't move laterally. And that's what they're saying about Andrew Luck. Yeah. His problem is lateral movement. I think you have to be able to do that to play quarterback. I think this is also a situation that you kind of bring home with the Vikings in that backup quarterbacks, there's a tier there. We always talk about tiers with starters. Yep. There's certainly a tier with backups, which is why Teddy Bridgewater got $7.5 million guaranteed. And with incentives, he can make more than $12 million. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, to stay with the Colts, is probably going to start there. If you're Jacoby Brissett and you know that Andrew Luck has been hurt, you're going to the Colts and saying, we're not talking for less than $7.5 million guaranteed, come back, yeah, which is what Teddy sure. Bridgewater got. But we only pay attention to backup quarterbacks when we need them, right? And you talked about having a functional quarterback who where you're not going to get the same guy in Andrew Luck, but you don't want a major drop-off. And I think that becomes the question of Mannion versus Sloter in a Kirk Cousins situation where Kirk hasn't been hurt a lot, which is his greatest asset has been his ability to stay on the field. However, if you end up in a situation where something happens, who do you turn to that can, with a team that's built to win now, at least try to keep the train on the tracks. I think that's the conversation yeah. Mike Zimmer yeah. is having oh, internally with Slaughter versus Mannion, whereas I think fans are going, well, no, we're seeing what this guy does on the field. He's making these big plays, and it's going kind of viral. But Zimmer's thinking more of who's going to keep us, like you said, Judd, on the tracks in a worst-case scenario. I mean, it's really simple in that situation. If Kyle Slaughter, like Mike Zimmer says, can't get players lined up right, in the preseason, you might be able to go, oh, whoops, I'll just run around yeah. and throw the ball. In the regular season, you die. Yeah. Like you, just yeah. get, you just get trucked over by uh, Fletcher Cox or yeah. something, and you, it's just the end of it. You need someone who actually knows how to play quarterback in the NFL, and that's why he's their backup. But bringing it back to the, the Andrew Luck point, um, it, it's kind of actually amazing what he's done with his career so far, considering the circumstances that he's been under. I mean, remember, yeah. he comes into the league and immediately 
his coach ends up with what leukemia or something yep. right with uh, Chuck Pagano and then Bruce Arians has to take over and that's a weird situation and then he's got a horrendous general manager who trades a first round pick for Trent Richardson is one of the biggest busts uh, over the last 10 years and and they finally fire the general manager they finally get him a head coach who's going to run an offense that works for him last year those numbers went way up because they were no longer asking him to to do the north turner nine-step drop thing they were getting the ball out of andrew luck's hands quickly and he was super effective at that and then now he has this injury so i'm in the same place as you judd having remembered the hype for andrew luck the suck for luck all that sort of stuff i think this guy has entirely lived up to it when he's been on the field when he hasn't been trying to play through a shoulder injury and if we were saying who would you draft like in an all nfl player draft you could pick anybody and you have the first pick there's a good case for andrew luck being the number one guy you would take if this injury and the rest of them are not going to hamper him over the next decade but the if should the if scares you right yeah absolutely i mean, the if, I mean you're talking about a guy who didn't play two whole years yes and now i guess what bothers me too in this age of you know teams not revealing real injuries this sounds very mysterious. You know, you, you had uh, Jim Irsay goes on some podcast and says, well, it's a bone issue. And then all of a sudden they walk it back and go, well, no, 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 there's no, there's no bone issue. It's an ankle, it's a calf. Shocking that Jim would <laughs> exactly. tell you too much, by the way. Exactly. Just a really ordinary yeah. guy. Yeah. But, I mean, but then you go, what's the truth? Judd, you don't know what the truth is about how bad this situation is for this guy. And to me, he's very good, but he's also very likable. Yeah. which makes that attachment even stronger. But I'm of the mindset of if you're the cult and this lingers, you've got to think about business. And business says you can't go into 2020 uncertain uh, in this situation. And th- this guy gets hurt a lot, and, and it feels like he gets hurt in ways that, that are, to your word, mysterious yeah. at times. Yeah. And that's what cons- – if this was – if we could just say he broke a bone in his hand, you'd be like, okay, that will heal. It, it'll be fine. But again, we're talking about something where we're not sure about what it is. The team's not going to tell us, and we don't know if he's going to be back, hey, set to go in week two, or if it's going to be week six and we're going to be like Brissette still starting. And so, yeah, I, I just think the logical business move is to say, you are our guy if you can play for sure, but we also have to have a plan where, where we are extremely functional in our mind. And guess what? That means you got to pay more yep. out of your salary cap, which is not a great thing, but the alternative is you're basically dead. Yep. Is Carolina facing a similar situation with Cam Newton, do you think? It feels it feels like it to me. After I think last that, night, well, nice isn't work, that Carolina. why they drafted Will Greer, who yes. has not looked good at all? But yes. I think mm-hmm. they I think they sort of uh, put a soft bet out there and drafted Will Greer. And, but this kind of made me think of Kirk Cousins a little bit because you're talking about situations that have uncertainty and that are sort of tenuous in a way because of people's health. And even though Kirk Cousins has been a very, very healthy quarterback throughout his career, I see this situation as kind of tenuous also. Like, how are we going to decide if he plays the whole year what they should do next. I mean, is it entirely based on the win-loss record? We know that a lot could go in that. Is it entirely based on the, the bigger picture stats? Is it whether the same coaching the staff answer. is still here? I got the answer. Plain and simple. In a salary cap league, Kirk Cousins isn't worth anywhere near what they are paying him. They have to find a quarterback and yeah. draft and call. But my question is, can they? But if I'm the Vikings, Matthew, I don't think there's any way 
unless I win a Super Bowl or at least make the conference title game, that I could look myself in the mirror by signing him to an extension that's anything near what he is being paid. Now, I understand the gamble. Yeah. The, the gamble was our defense is so damn good that if we just get this guy, he'll prop us up an, enough. I think the answer now to that question it, of can he do it is probably no. But long-term health-wise, for the guys that I want to keep, because, by the way, keep in mind, at the rate I'm going now, I'm keeping all my defensive guys, you right? In a cap league, I got to find a quarterback. And then the question now circles back to, if you keep the staff intact, can Kubiak go to Spielman and say, I can find you that? Because we know, we pretty much know that Rick struggles to find a quarterback. Yeah, I think, I mean, that'll be the the big question going forward. The Patrick Mahomes deal is coming, Mm -hmm. and it's probably going to be $200 million. (laughs) And you're talking about a guy who might make more than $40 million a year, which is going to completely reset the market. And I guess my question going forward will be, as crazy as it might sound now, two years from now, a year from now, does $28 million sound like a bargain if Kirk Cousins is a consistent Tier 2 quarterback? That, to me, is going to be the question. Can you find a guy who can win and get you to the playoffs for less than $30 million well, a year? Well, well, that's the thing, right, is that the Russell Wilson contract already has taken people yep. up. And now if you're talking about a Patrick Mahomes, that's taken the quarterback prices up. The next time you have to keep... Kirk Cousins, you have to sign him to an extension, which I think they have to decide after this year so they can start working on that next offseason. You might be talking 35 to $40 million a year guaranteed for Kirk Cousins, and that's where it becomes extremely tricky. But is that just the market? I mean, is that, oh, is yeah, that just yeah. you don't think you can find anyone in that tier for less than but that. But what are the point. tiers then? Well, so... Because there's tier one, which is just yeah, that's so high up. anything, right? Yeah. And, and then... Are we going to get to a time where there's almost Tier 1 and Tier 2 basically gets skipped and it goes Tier 3? I just don't see how, how you can push a Cousins contract up towards Tier 1 yeah. and feel that, that in, in a salary cap league again, because if it was not, who cares? It's a responsible move. So where it gets really interesting to me is trying to look in the crystal ball two years out and see where we're at with quarterbacks in the NFL. We don't know how much longer Tom Brady's playing. We don't know how much longer Ben Roethlisberger's playing or Drew Brees is playing. So there's a number of situations that are a little bit um, up in the air over the next couple of years. And then you look at some of these other ones. I mean, we don't know if rookie quarterbacks are going to work out. Buffalo, the New York Jets, the Baltimore Ravens, these are all guys who you sort of go, I don't know, Miami is another one. And my point just being that when Kirk Cousins might have another opportunity to go on the market, this is a guy who did not stay with his old team. He said, well, you're not going to pay me everything I can get. I'll go go to the highest bidder, essentially. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's got that in mind for the future himself or his agent does to say, look, just take a look around this league and how many of these quarterback situations could be up in the air. We're going to have our opportunity right now. Almost every team has their quarterback spot filled. But two years from now, they probably won't. And I, I don't know. I mean, if I'm the Vikings right now, I'm trying to think forward of, okay, so who might end up being out there if there's any other quarterback who tries to pull a Cousins? Who's in the draft potentially? I mean, this is where it gets super interesting. But like you said, Judd, if they go to an NFC championship game, there's going to be so much pressure on this team to sign him to whatever he wants that you might be doing the Joe Flacco and handcuffing yourself for a really long time to a bad contract even by rewarding someone for taking you to the NFC title game. That's, that scares me. That, scare, that scares me completely, and it 
scares me, especially because I know my coach puts a premium on bringing back every defensive player he can. Yep. Yeah. You, you would almost have to get, and this would be very, very difficult, you'd almost have to get Mike to change his thought process. That, that ain't happening. No, but I, yeah. I just don't, I don't see how you can say, Everson, we'll keep you. Yeah. Anthony, come back, and then say, but we're going to pay a clear tier two and a half quarterback yeah. uh, close to tier one or tier two cash because darn it he did this for us I mean this this gets very potentially conflicted yeah. and, and I don't know that Cousins justifies it and I do think that you're right Matthew I do think somebody will say if we get Kirk Cousins we can fix him oh yeah that's he the, yeah. he he is the boyfriend yeah, because well, well, he looks good. But, but yeah, hundred percent. But let me circle back to how how are we making that decision otherwise though? Because if Kirk Cousins this year does all the stat things that he usually does and wins, then won't he have stay. won't he have to show the things that we've always questioned about him though? Won't he have to yes. perform well under the biggest lights to even get to that sort of position? He will have proved and along a, the way that he can do it, and, right? And win at least one, if not two, playoff yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's got to prove in those moments that he can be that guy who, who can be that big play guy, right? I think that's the philosophy. However, this is also a situation where the market dictates so much. When Dak Prescott said, apparently, reportedly, he wanted $40 million, everyone said, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Is it? Because this guy knows Patrick Mahomes is about to make $40 yeah. million plus. He knows what the market is going to be. So even if you don't think Dak Prescott is a Tier 1 quarterback, you tell me where the Cowboys go right now to find someone who can help them win that division again. So Kirk Cousins could be in a situation where you go, he still has some of those flaws and those weaknesses uh, that have plagued him. But he also might be a guy who can help you win the division consistently. You're winning 10 games. You're getting into the playoffs. You have a chance. I think there are a lot of teams in the NFL who've played the grass is greener on the other side game, and they've been striking out for decades. But, th- but that's you can only do it for so long. And I think that we have the proof of this in Cincinnati, yeah. where in Cincinnati for a long time they were able to win 10 games a year, 11 games a year, because they had an elite defense with Marvin Lewis. They had a lot of talent. They put receivers around him, and they just said, well, you know what? He's going to get us there. And the one year he has the amazing season, he gets hurt. So we'll never yeah. find out if they would have won in the playoffs. A.J. McCarron with that team almost won a playoff True. game, it's but true. his running back fumbled, remember, yeah. against uh, Pittsburgh. And so, so they built amazing teams around him, and they could never quite get themselves there. And so what you end up having is you're locking yourselves into good enough, but eventually if your defense falls apart, if your receivers get older, if your offensive line falls apart, if your coach gets a little behind the times, then you're stuck with this massive contract that you can't do anything with in the future. So in a lot of ways, even if they went to the NFC Championship game with Kirk Cousins, I would still say start looking for the future quarterback. But this is the window, right? I mean, no matter how you look at it, there's a window at any team, right? Especially when you don't have a generational quarterback. You don't have the Roth- a Roethlisberger, a Tom Brady. The Vikings knew that. They knew coming into this situation, three years was the goal. Maybe if you're good enough and everything stays intact, maybe it's five. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the window no matter how you look at it. Things could go wrong defensively. Thielen and Diggs could age. All of that can happen. This is like that five-year window. And I think if Kirk Cousins this season proves that he can be a guy that helps you compete or either win the division and you win a playoff game, I don't know that if you're the Vikings and you're Spillman, you go, there's definitely another guy out there who can put us in that position. Mm-hmm. That, to yeah. me, is the whole market thing. Like, I think we look at always it's individual stats, and that's a huge part of it, but it's also who's out there. And mm-hmm. if you go look out there and go, who, who's a great quarterback? Yeah. 
There's a reason that Nick Foles had a whole bunch of offers. Mm-hmm. Good quarterback, but he was treated like a great quarterback right. because of the market. Dak Prescott's going to get his money in Dallas, but not just because he's a great quarterback, because of the market. So when, when does the window realistically here close? Because this defense is going to age. And, and here, here's what I want. I want you to get Cousins out of here when that day comes. Which I don't, I I th- don't want to I think that's after next year. Okay, so then in my mind he's gone. But wh- what what's the what's the what's the mark for you though, Judd? What's what's he's gone versus let's talk about an extension. Is it is it a certain win loss record? You know what? This is gonna sound really weird. It's predicated largely on my defense. When when that defense drops off, see ya. You were brought in here to be good enough, but it was all about the fact that I had a dominant defensive coach who had built on that side of the ball a really good team, right? Mm-hmm. So when Cousins, when we decide, okay, you know what? Anthony Barr's starting to get old. Rhodes is cooked. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Then, then that actually ties back to Cousins, and yeah. that's when I look for a young quarterback I can draft and develop and start the process back up again. So, Rebuild mode. So, yeah. Well, right if you think about it, though, the, some of the teams that have had a lot of success here, including the Philadelphia Eagles winning a Super Bowl, had the quarterback on the rookie contract, and that's what everybody's looking for. The yeah. Chiefs are able to keep a lot of their talent. They're able to overpay to sign a few guys to put around Patrick Mahomes because right now he's on this rookie deal, and I think it was Russell Wilson who essentially sort of kicked off this way of thinking of you know if that guy's good in his second year you got a pretty good chance because you can load up and you can keep everyone so if you're the vikings going way down the road here i think what you want to do is run through this three-year contract and then even maybe if maybe it has nothing to do with how cousins plays but just with the full state of your team be able to bring in a starting quarterback who's a rookie on that deal like maybe you're drafting one next year maybe you're that team that trades way up to draft the guy who's going to take his place like the chiefs did with patrick mahomes i think when they did that a lot of people went wait a minute you got alex smith he's good enough right i mean and then smith (laughs) has a he has a career year and then it's how hard was it for the chiefs to move on i would say probably pretty hard but then they hand it over to patrick mahomes if he takes off yeah if you i get think one that's of, what you're aiming for if you get those guys you're great i mean if you're the browns and you get baker mayfield you you go forward and go wow we can do so many different things you end up with josh allen you yeah. end up with josh rosen yeah, that's true now all of a sudden it's a whole different thing i just think it's such it's so hard to end up in a patrick mahomes situation you can't bank on that, <laughs> right right you know? yeah, just get mahomes yeah, or, like, or, that's it, your solution and you're never going to get a brady or a breeze most teams are somewhere in the middle, yeah. and that's where it's all yeah. a gamble. But I, but I think that someone like Carson Wentz is in the middle good, and you can win a su- and you can win a Super Bowl with him because you have all this talent around him that you can keep, and I, and that would be your scenario that you're aiming for. So let's say this year the Vikings go ten and six, they win a playoff game. This is the most likely scenario, right? You go into that next draft thinking, you know, if we trade up to get whoever the top quarterback is or second to best quarterback. And everyone will yell at us for doing this, and they'll say, why aren't you extending Cousins, and on and on and on and on. But if there's even there someone who can be 10 to 15, well, that's not that different from what Kirk Cousins is. And it might take a year for that guy to to get better, sitting behind uh, Kirk Cousins. And people will go, what, you didn't draft a first pick? Who could have helped you this year and all that? But uh, if you can weather that criticism, that's the smartest thing to do probably for the Vikings future at quarterback. Um, let's take a break, guys, and then we'll touch a little bit more. We started the conversation about what we want to see tomorrow afternoon. We'll get you, Judd, you were trying to chase down the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, while we were discussing <laughs> they went it. this way, I went that yeah, way. Uh, you, uh, At least they're tall, as you, you can tried. see. You yeah. tried. Uh, all right, so we'll, <laughs> get, <I> thought. <laughs> we'll get your thoughts and react to that when we return. You're listening to Purple Daily here on Score North. 
All right, it is Score North download time, and it is uh, 3.39. One more segment of uh, Purple Daily coming up here with Judge Zolgad, Matthew Collar, and Coach Myron Medcalf uh, sitting here on the porch. And, of course, uh, we are here at the Minnesota State Fair, the great Minnesota get-together. And uh, we will be live today until 6 o'clock. Mackie and Judge with Rami coming up at uh, 4 o'clock. They'll be on until 6 so uh, stay tuned for that. And, uh, of course, you can come by our Score North merchandise booth and uh, check out our uh, all of our good merchandise, including uh, we are donating all proceeds from the All Arise T-shirts. And, uh, in fact, social media, Seth, he's, uh, he's wearing one of those shirts right now. All proceeds for that shirt go to the Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. So be sure to check out one of those shirts for you as well if you're looking if you are at the state fair and you have a uh, score north mobile app on your phone and you're listening to us right now you can find us off of chambers street on the left edge of the grandstand so be sure to find us look for us there we're not too far away from sweet martha's cookies we're just sort of adjacent to that so come on by stop by say hi let us know what you think of what we're doing here at score north and uh Programming continues on with uh, one final segment of Purple Daily. Matthew Collar. Thank you very much, Manny Hill. Uh, we are here indeed. Mackie and Judd with Rami coming up next. What do you guys get to talk about? What's Rami eating these days? Uh, everything, basically. Literally everything. Yeah, I worry about that man. Yeah, he, <laughs> he thinks he can survive the entire fair and eat basically three things a day. And I don't know. I'm concerned about it. It, it is it's a lot here, it, man. It's a big challenge because you have to pick and choose. So I've got my things now. I'm on year three of the fair. And the turkey to go, by the way, is not a bad choice. That's that's my, that's one of my things. But I mean, it's also not gonna it's not gonna come back to bite you. Let's say yeah. right. Yeah. You'll sleep till Monday. There's uh, but yes. other than that. There, there's also transfer? a uh, <laughs> pork sandwich that's pretty close to us that, yep. that I go with. So I've got my couple of things. Sure. I'm not a big on a stick guy, but kebabs. Oh, I love the kebabs. I'm all in. Whoever invented kebabs, that was a smart, yes, smart idea. Put yes, it on a stick. Yeah. Yesterday I had a. Uh, I think like cavemen invented that. That was like That's their great. first idea. I had a fajita yesterday. So just you know the tortilla and you got yeah. the chicken and all that. So again, That's not incredibly choice. bad for you. Right. I've got my straightforward things great that I go for, for yeah. and I don't take too many risks. So spinach uh, in it. You're good. Pray, pray for Rami, I guess. Um, anyway, so <laughs> hashtag pray for Rami. So, <laughs> the Minnesota State Fair. It's it's a uh, if anyone if anyone gets the Simpsons reference, to yeah. that, pray pray for Mojo. Then uh, I credit you. Anyway, so tomorrow we have a football game, Judd, at U.S. Bank Stadium, and Myron said if Kirk Cousins doesn't throw for three touchdowns, he's done with him. <laughs> so uh, what are you thinking about tomorrow's contest? Uh, you going to be there? Are you? You yeah. know I'm going to be. I'm going to be sitting uh, okay, right by I, you. I it's a noon start. we got the Twins as well. <laughs> twins so. are at six. Oh, t- are, are you doing both? I'm going to try, yeah. You're double dipping? Yeah. That's cool when you can do that, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not positive because ordinarily I have grandiose plans, and a lot of times – the Vikings stuff will keep me in the stadium too long. Yeah. But I'm thinking, I think it's 6.05 for his pitch against the Tigers. I think I can make, make it. it. I, I'm just going to write one thing from the Vikings and go yeah. over to the yeah. Twins. I was just going to say, preseason. Yeah, let's not, let's not overexert ourselves here. Uh, well, to, to go back to the start of our show today, I want to see everyone stay healthy uh-huh. yep. because yep. Uh, that could be potentially catastrophic to really bad if they don't. Yep. Um, you know what? <laughs> we now see so little from teams that there's no one thing the only thing that intrigues me for the second consecutive game not going to surprise you collar one bit 
kicking and punting. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, yeah. it's important, and it's... Uh, it's also real. It's like... It's real. Very real. You're, you're, it's the only thing that is actually simulated it's to real football out. Yeah. is the kicking. It's really playing out. Uh, if I had to pick one thing from the offensive side of the ball and was forced to, I think it's the performance, if the first team does play the entire first half, which I'm guessing they're going to try to do, of the O-line, especially the interior. Because if they get blasted off the ball, that's just a problem. Uh, Klein, in particular, at right guard. Defensively, there's nothing. There, I'm, I'm curious to see Murray play for the Cardinals, but as far as the Vikings' defense, if they give up 21 points, I ain't going to care. Yeah, if know. they shut them out. So so I guess, I guess the one football thing that you could glean from this game is if the offensive line does not play well, that actually could be a real-life problem. Because you can't, like, half-play offensive right. line. Like, you, you, have yeah. to, you have to be out there really trying to block those and, like, guys. And, like, you don't like play game. vanilla. Right. No. They yeah. do defensively, right. but you're not yeah. like, all right, boys, let's go out and have the vanilla blocking schemes. Right. And that interior of the line I am still concerned about, even though Bradbury's look good, Elfline is not, and he needs kind of a bounce-back game tomorrow in a way for me to feel like yeah. there's any sense of confidence here with him at the left guard position. And that's one of those things where at the beginning of camp I would have said, all right, Klein I'm concerned about. But I think Elfline will be okay because he played guard in college. He did play the other guard in college. So now you're talking about learning a whole new set of footwork and everything yeah. else. And he isn't a guy who can just maul. Like If you have a guy who is so powerful, this is why I actually thought Riley Reef would have worked on the inside, is he's just so powerful and he's moving the same direction that, you know, that might actually be okay because if he makes a mistake, yeah. he could just throw a, a meat hook at somebody and, you know, just, yeah. you know, say he's a veteran <laughs> or whatever. But, like, you're talking about a third-year player yep. who has now played one good season and then one really bad season when he's hurt and then changed positions to something he's never done before. Yeah. I think that's it's a ask, lot. I think it's asking a lot. It is asking a lot. I, I think after quarterback, projecting how offensive linemen will translate to the next level is the second most difficult task because there are so many guys who look the part yep the strength they're all big and strong right all of them athletic but you don't know a how a player is going to play individually and you don't know if there's going to be in any synchronization uh, among the guys in your line which is what you're looking for with the vikings we can talk about kirk cousins and if cook plays and digs we can talk about all those questions if the offensive line doesn't do his job we're going to be looking at another eight seven and one you know seven and nine season out of the playoffs it's that it's that simple kirk cousins Whatever we have to say about him is not good enough to overcome that unit not doing its job consistently. And so this is a little bit of my concern. If the elf line thing doesn't go well and Riley Reef is the same guy he was last year, which is okay but not great, really not a great pass protector, and you mentioned Brian O'Neill. If he doesn't get much better or if he's not 100% healthy, yep. so we're talking about probably last year Pro Football Focus had them as the 28th-ranked pass-blocking offensive line yeah. out of 32, so not good. Uh, and Arizona not the worst. 32. No, not the worst. That's right. Not dead last. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, Close but, enough. I mean, it was by percentage points that they weren't the dead last. So if this year they only make marginal improvements yeah. and some of that comes from Gary Kubiak, then I... Here, here's the, like the nightmare scenario for us on the uh -oh. show. Uh -oh. The nightmare you're, you're scenario. Get you know, you know what this is. It's 
if the offensive line doesn't play well and Kirk Cousins has some of his Kirk Cousinsy moments from yeah. last year, and then everyone goes, well, they didn't get him an offensive line again, and, and then I'm just going to rip every hair on my head out. <laughs> I can't do it again. Like I, I, I need them to have a better offensive line so you can get a true evaluation of how he's going to play on a winning team. But when I look at this more and more, I think, you know, it looks better in training camp, but here's giant question marks all over the place. And I like the scheme idea, by the way. I do like the scheme. Is going to be a like There's no question. It's not as as odd. Here, here's my question: In the current day, National Football League and how things work now as well. There used to be a time where where you might change your line, and it might not be great, but the scheme just worked. So it's like okay, but how much different is this now? You know, for a long time, I want to say as recently as, let's say, 10 years back, it was if your left tackle can stop the dominant right end, you're fine. Yeah. Then it became, hey, the left ends are pretty good, too. And now it's Mm -hmm. interior defensive lines are kicking the crap out of guards. So how, how much does that change things, too? Because I think if we were sitting here, let's say, in training camp 2007, yeah. you'd be like, I think this is going to work for sure. Yeah. So if we look through the schedule, you start off with Grady Jarrett, who just got sure. paid. In his, he was top five PFF last year. Then you go to Kenny Clark in Green Bay, and they brought in Zadarius Smith, and he's a so guy, he's 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 a guy you're going to know. Yep. Oakland is bad. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. I think they got a few guys you've heard of, oh, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks. Giants probably aren't that great, but then Fletcher Cox, Mike Jeez. Daniels, and Snacks Harrison are now in Detroit. Who just got paid. Washington, Washington has a sneaky, but really good defense. Th- so, like, Think wh- about what who, you're doing right now. Who are now? you playing? Yeah. Yeah, Dallas has a great defense, too. Who are you playing that's not going to give your offensive line fits? Oakland? I mean... Yeah, that's exactly right, is that from a week-to-week basis, Gary Kubiak better have some really good answers for how to deal with these guys. And I don't think just trying a play-action zone run is going to be an, or a you know, zone play-action. Yeah. I don't think that that's going to be enough. That's their explanation. But when you get on third and seven, last year we saw Cousins pressured a lot from situations like that, and he doesn't know how to deal with it, how to get away from it. But that's why Kubiak's here, right? Yeah. I mean, that yep. to me is the addition of a Kubiak. Yeah. It's schematically, can you put this guy in a position to overcome the things he couldn't overcome a year ago? There's no, there's no reason to bring in but can your, Kubiak. Can your guards stop these guys? That's my, that's my question. It previously was, okay, if the guards do a decent job, you're yeah. fine. But, Kyler, that list that you just ran through, aside from Oakland, yeah. you just ran through a list of your guards got to be damn yeah. good These are on a weekly stars. basis, yeah. and can Gary Kubiak have, have enough perfume or cologne to pour on this thing to cover up the stench? And I think this is where my biggest what-if is going to be, or, or, or one of them. The biggest what-if from back from the offseason is what if you went all in on offense? What if you had paid Jawan James, and what if you yeah. had Anthony Bargo and all those things? Second to that is, so you get Garrett Bradbury, and, and he looks like a real good player. Looks good. Solid. But a couple of the other centers in the draft also look good. And Andre Dillard went right after. And he's a left tackle. And he's looked really good in yeah. training camp and preseason. Like he's going to be one of those 10-year left tackle guys. And this is where I wonder, the idea to move Elfline to guard instead of Riley Reef. the idea of drafting a center instead of a left tackle, because left tackle is so much more valuable. Yes. 
that's one that we're definitely going to question as this goes along, even though I think Bradbury looks like a solid NFL starter right yeah. away, even though he's just a rookie in training camp. Played guard two years, right, as well in college, right? Yeah. I mean, so there's some versatility there as well. I, I think these are all the unknowns. We're not going to know until we get to the regular season. And they we're see, not going to know tomorrow? Well, well, you might. Zimmer might know. And to your point, the, these monsters coming in. there's no chance, Michael, no. <laughs> these monsters coming in. What's offense? Good question. Nobody stops these <laughs> that guys. That Colonel Stevens is great. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody stops those guys, right, Judd? But you, you hope to contain them. Did I just yeah. say something from a Batman movie? Is that or some some movie? You can't, you can't, uh, you can't stop. Hope, hope, hope to contain yeah. some movie. Like sound, a, I thought it was sounded very, sounded very like Disney. Dan Patrick, thing. maybe. Um, but you want to be consistent. I think that to me is the bigger thing, and that's where Kubiak helps, and that's where the schematic element of this is important. Here, it's can these guys get into something where they feel comfortable and they feel like they can be effective consistently? That to me is going to be the question. So, some of these individual freaks who are you, nobody's going to do anything to stop some of the guys you named, the Fletcher Coxes of the world. But if you can protect Kirk Cousins to a point where he has a chance to make some of the plays he maybe didn't make a year ago, that's an upgrade from what we saw. You guys interested in Kyler Murray tomorrow? I'm a little excited. Mildly, yeah. You Why not? But, I mean, they're not running their offense, the preseason, though. I'm bored. No, but, I mean, it, it's, it's still, just he's I'd there. i like to see him run around a little bit. I, I'd, I ra- I'd rather see him run a 4-3-40. Like, I'd rather see them clear the field and somebody put a stopwatch on him. <laughs> like a skills see, competition Yeah, and see if he can run a 4-3-40 because – to me, you know you're not going to see anything. But you get to see his arm. You get to see him move around. Kind of how he looks. I mean, he's really short. He's got <laughs> athletic abilities. Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, that's, is, he, is there a GQ shoot tomorrow as well? As, I mean, because usually. He's a good-looking man. I'll, I'll admit which that. Which is why he's here, right? That's a part of it, right? Good-looking dudes have an advantage. Oh, yeah. That's a part of the Cliff Kingsbury appeal. I'm well, the best example of that. <laughs> Why you're here. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. But I don't know if Kyler Murray. I mean, people are talking. In, you're not interested to see a little bit of Kyler Murray. I, I, I want to see the real deal. Did my thing taste? about my thing about Kyler Murray is <laughs> I know the overreaction that's coming if he's good. If he's good, yeah. you're going to hear the we got to get one of those. All of, of a sudden, that's yeah. going to be the yeah. new way. We got to get a dude like that. Doesn't matter. Size doesn't matter anymore. If you can throw that well, that's going to be the overreaction. If he's even. Okay, this year. is that just oh you're this you're going this year? I was gonna say just tomorrow because it might, yeah, that'll probably, be the way. Probably will be. Well, I am really interested to just kind of get a sense for what he looks like on an NFL field yeah. in front of me. So we saw Russell Wilson last week, and he does look so tiny yeah. out there. Right? Yeah. You're like you're used to seeing these six four quarterbacks, yeah. and then but when Wilson throws the ball preseason or not, you go. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah, well, yeah. That, oh, yeah, how did they not draft this guy earlier? Because he threw a bad pass, that. and I was like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's right. a preseason game. I'm like, yeah. how did he throw that bad pass? <laughs> and in the regular season, maybe his receiver goes and gets it. Right? Yeah, that was sure. the one that was high where yeah. the guy was yeah. a little alligator on. It wasn't awful. It was just bad enough yeah. where you're like, that's Russell yeah. Wilson. But, but you, see him, you see him out there, and you go, okay, well, this guy is really impressive. You see him move a little. You see him just take off. And, and that's kind of what I want to see from Kyler yeah. Murray tomorrow, of just – what does the ball look like when he throws it? How quick is he getting the ball out? Because Daniil Hunter, as I've learned in practice, does not care whether it's practice or preseason <laughs> or whatever. He is going to take you down. He, If Daniil Hunter, if they kept stats in practice, he would have like 40 sacks yeah. through this offseason because he is an absolute freak. So I want to see how he deals with a little pressure, what, what they dial up for him. I mean, I, how big that's, is that's the best I can do other than the kickers. 5'10"? Is he 5'10"? Five nine? What is it? He's probably five nine. Yeah, and yeah. Russell's what six feet? Yeah, man. What's up? Yeah, sure. So uh, on right. Thursday, <laughs> before we, Russell Wilson's not six feet. No way. He's like five ten, right? 
No, I'm at. I'm no, at, I think I'm he's asking. Yeah, I think he's six feet. I mean, listed. I think he's. I think he's listed at. He's probably five six feet. No way is he six feet tall. Five ten. So if Kyler's Kyler's listed at yeah. Five. He's probably ten. I bet he's five nine. Um, real quick, before we wrap up and go to Mackie and Judd with Rami, I want the most ridiculous thing to happen tomorrow. Just give me a prediction. Most absurd thing to happen in tomorrow's preseason contest between the Vikings and Cardinals. Kyle Slaughter, perfect day. Just comes out, <laughs> yes. carves That's not up. Absurd. He does that every time. Carve, carves it up. No, but but then but then post game it starts. Yeah. Oh, Mike, okay. are you sure that this is not your backup quarterback? Well, yeah. Okay. And Mike All goes right. and Mike goes crazy. It'll be great. Laquan Treadwell goes from, I'm a showcase, like I'm a Craigslist ad or something for Mike Zimmer. Come get this 72 Chevy. And he puts on the performance of his life. And Zimmer, after the game, says, we're keeping this guy. Okay, I'm going to say Corey Vedvik from 63. In practice, he had for 55, and it was easily 55 just yesterday. So... Poor Matt Weil. Corey, Corey Bedvick. Why is Matt Weil still here? He has no idea why he's there, does he? No, Matt Weil's just like, just let me go. <laughs> See, to me, this would be even go funnier if cleaner. they yeah. went to all this all this hassle, and then the guy just got cut anyway. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, great show. Enjoyed it. Um, if you missed our interviews with Nafisa Collier or Jared Culver, they're in the Raised by Wolves podcast feed. If not, check out the Purple Daily podcast feed. Mackie and Judd with Rami coming up next from the Minnesota State Fair. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.